So, in my business, commercial fishing, going big is what it's all about. And especially in the Sitka herring fishery. But sometimes it gets to be too big. Every spring, 48 permit holders, their boats, skiffs, crews, uh, spotter pilots, tenders, um, the Coast Guard, troopers, processors, um, journalists, and of course reality TV shows up to uh, uh, take part in the action. This is along with the uh, eagles, uh, gulls, uh, sea lions, and of course whales. Um, so one uh, fishhead blogger has described the event as the Super Bowl of seining. Um, Sitkins line the beaches to watch the show. And the countdown does get pretty dramatic. Um, it unleashes a massive surge of horsepower um, as the, the rodeo begins. Uh, there'd be black smoke pouring out of stacks, uh, multi-million dollar vessels jockeying for position. Uh, nets get wrapped up in the propellers and uh, snagged on the bottom, and uh, sometimes even blown apart by the force and weight of the herring themselves. It's really a race to catch the fish, like many others, and it's a race to process the fish before they spawn. Um, but there's also some civilized aspects to the fishery. Oh, in the, in the morning, uh, you can grab that uh, fancy coffee drink at the Highliner before you throw the lines, and then hit the dock uh, in time to get a gourmet meal at uh, Ludwig's or uh, sushi at uh, Little Tokyo, play pool at the Bayview, or, uh, and then uh, late night at the uh, Pioneer Bar, if any of you have ever been there. It's a great place. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, it, it's uh, quite an event, and um, um, just to uh, let people know about uh, who don't know what a seine is, it's uh, a, a net to catch uh, free-swimming fish, uh, floats, has a cork line, body of web, lead line with rings attached, and a line strung through to cinch up the bottom and trap the fish um, so that they can be hauled aboard or, or onto a tender. Um, Anyway, it's also a, a roll fishery. That means that it's time critical and uh, 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 green fish uh, have no market value and spawned out fish the same. Uh, the Department of Fish and Game has a volunteer test fish program that uh, monitors the roll quality as, uh, the, as the season progresses. And uh, they can call an opening on a two-hour notice if, uh, if the, there are good fish on the grounds. Anyway, one uh, day a few years back, we were a volunteer test fish boat, left the harbor looking for fish. We found them. They were marked by whales, and whales were bubble feeding. And that's kind of the cetacean form of purseining. Uh, the fish would scatter at the surface as the whales came up from underneath and lunged up through the water. It's uh, quite a spectacular uh, uh, event. But it would be insane to set a seine there. So, uh, so later we, we found another uh, school of fish that we could uh, make a set on uh, without any visible whales around. So we lined up on the fish, cut the skiff loose, circled the fish with the net playing off the stern of the boat, and uh, brought the ends together, pursed up the bottom, 
and then started to haul a little bit of net back on board. The fish just boiled in the net. We had a lot of, lot of fish there. The Department of Fish and Game dipped their samples, and uh, then it was time for us to drop the rings and let the rest of them go. And, uh, but out of the corner of my eye, I saw this whale heading for the net. It seemed to be uh, determined, uh, kind of like a, uh, a teenager heading for the fridge. <laughs> it, it hit the cork line, bowed everything in. It, it was really comical as the, it slowed its momentum, except for that little wrap of web around its nose, because then it started rolling, and the cork line wrapped around a fin. Then a little bit more around its tail flukes. There were fish bagged in the web around its side that were getting squished as it, as it rolled and flopped around. Um, we had a problem, a big one. <laughs> so anyway, I tried to haul the net in as fast as I could to uh, roll the whale back off the net. As it got closer to the net, it started thrashing violently. The rigging just banged back and forth. So, of course, my crew had to jump off the deck and uh, get out of the way for their own safety. The next option, sharp knives and help from lots of other crewmen and uh, other saners uh, from other boats. Um, so they proceeded to hack my net up in, in trying to save this whale, leaning right over the top of it. Well, um, I stood on the deck in disbelief, pondering the prospect of that dead whale or a lost season or both. Uh, and I watched my net just get thrashed. So uh, anyway, um, eventually the whale did get freed and it swam away and, and apparently unharmed. But then my samples came in. They were good. There was going to be a fishery in a few hours. So <laughs> I ended up borrowing a net. But that was not going to work. We didn't get anything for that opening. So the next thing we had to do was get to the net repair dock. We got to the dock, spread the net out, got the uh, thrashed and, and shredded part laid out, caught a couple hours of sleep, woke up three inches of fresh snow. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow we were able to square it off, put the cork line, lead line back together, and lace up that web 1,700 meshes, that's a lot. Uh, and uh, um, ended up getting done just in time for the next opening. And armed with that uh, incredible uh, good karma from saving the whale, we went out, got a huge set. It took a day and a half to get all the fish out of the water. We loaded eight different tenders. Um, this was karmic redemption all the way. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was beautiful. <laughs> but then there was Dana. Poor Dana. She'd been one of those uh, selfless crewmen wielding a knife who saved that whale. Um, she'd been leaning right over the top of the blowhole when it surfaced. Um, she told me about uh, how long it took, a couple of days, lots of teeth brushings, Shampoo, soap, to uh, get rid of that uh, distinctive taste and odor of a whale phlegm sliming. <laughs>